Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. The earth is doing her part. The rest of Easter is up to us. All will come again into its strength writes Austrian poet Rainer Rilke. All will come again into its strength, the fields undivided, the waters undammed, the trees towering and the walls built low. And in the valleys, people as strong and varied as the land. At the very end of every weekday, Julio Diaz, a 31-year-old social worker, makes an hour-long subway commute home to the Bronx and hops off one stop short to eat at his favorite diner. Six years ago on a February night, he walked across a nearly empty train platform and headed for the stairs. A young teenager stepped out of nowhere and pulled a knife. Just like that, Julio Diaz was being mugged. He wants my money, he says, so I just give him my wallet and I tell him, here you go. He starts to leave. And as he's walking away, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You forgot something. If you're going to be robbing people for the rest of the night, you might as well take my coat to keep you warm. So, you know, he's looking at me like, what's going on here? And he asks me, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. If you're willing to risk your freedom for a few dollars, then I guess you must really need the money. I mean, all I wanted to do was go get dinner. Hey, if you want to join me, you're more than welcome. I'm like, look, you can just follow me if you want. You know, I just felt like, really, maybe he needed some help. So we go into the diner where I normally eat, and we sit down in a booth, and the manager comes by. The waitress come by. The dishwashers come by to say hi, you know. So the kid is like, man, you know everybody here. Do you own this place? I'm like, no, I just eat here a lot. He says, but you're even nice to the dishwashers. And I'm like, well, haven't you been taught that you should be nice to everybody? So he's like, yeah but I didn't think people actually behaved that way. So I just asked him, I'm like, you know, what is it that you want out of life? He just had a sad face. Either he couldn't answer me or he didn't want to. So the bill comes and I look at him and I'm like, look, I guess you're going to have to pay. But if you give me my wallet back, I'll gladly treat you. (laughs) He didn't even think about it. He's like, yeah, okay, here you go. So I got my wallet back, and um, 
I gave him a 20. You know, I figured maybe it would help him. And when I gave him the 20, I asked him to give something to me in return. And he gave me his knife. Julio Diaz concludes, I figure, you know, you treat people right and you can only hope that they'll treat you right. It's as simple as it gets in this complicated world. Jesus said, if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is the triumph of the human spirit. What anthropologist Stephen Gould calls the victorious weight of innumerable little kindnesses. This is Easter. It's up to us. In January of 1982, when he was 20, Hugh Herr and a friend were climbing Mount Washington when they were caught in a blizzard and stranded in negative 20 degrees for nearly four days. Volunteer Albert Dow died in an avalanche trying to rescue them. When they were finally taken off the mountain, Hugh had lost his lower legs to frostbite. He is now Dr. Hugh Herr, an engineer and director of the Biomechatronics Group. Last spring, like many amputees, Hugh visited Boston Marathon bombing survivors at Spalding Rehab to give them hope and courage. And it was there that he met Adrian Hazlitt Davis, a professional dancer who had lost part of her left leg in the attack. After meeting her, I was driving home, he says, and I thought, well, gosh, I'm an MIT professor. Why not build her a bionic limb to allow her to dance? So I put together MIT scientists with expertise in prosthetics, robotics, machine learning, biomechanics, and off we went. We brought in dancers with biological limbs that were a similar size and weight, Dr. Herr explains, and using all of our equipment, we studied how they move and the forces they apply on the dance floor and analyzed those data. It took many, many months, but here we are. Here we are, last month, Adrian Hazlitt Davis was back on stage wearing a short dress to show off her bionic leg. Her extraordinary dance performance, graceful and powerful, fulfilled the vision to which Hugh Herr committed himself on May 3rd of last year when he said, I believe Adrienne will dance again and I, along with other athletes using artificial limbs and wheelchairs, will participate in a beautifully defiant statement to the world that we, the people, will not be intimidated, brought down, diminished, conquered, or stopped by acts of violence. Jesus said, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. We look for new heavens and a new earth 
wherein dwelleth righteousness. This is the triumph of the human spirit, the victorious weight of innumerable little kindnesses. This is Easter. Easter is up to us. In the days and weeks after 9-11, a grassroots community of round-the-clock helpers manifested on the ragged edges of Ground Zero. A crew from New Orleans cooked up giant vats of Cajun food. Truckloads of new boots arrived for the workers whose own were melting off their feet in the smoldering wreckage. 10,000 volunteers of every political stripe, income level, race, and sexual orientation, of every religion and no religion, transubstantiated tragedy into an ad hoc affirmation of humanity's indestructible goodness of heart. Joseph Bradley, a hard hat crane operator who had helped build the World Trade Center when he was 22, volunteered to help pull up the wreckage. Like so many workers at the site, he was overwhelmed after his first night, sinking to the curb under the savagely bright arc lamps, his head cradled in his hands. That's when these kids appeared, he remembers, in their sneakers with their pink hair and their belly buttons showing and bandanas tied around their faces. They came with water and cold towels and took off my boots and put dry socks on my feet. And then when I got to Houston Street, a bunch more of these kids, all pierced and tattooed, the multicolored hair, they'd made a little makeshift stage. They started to cheer as we came out, and that was it for me. I never identified with those people before, but I started crying, and I cried for four blocks. I was so taken off guard. I got home, and my wife asked, Joe, are you okay? Sure, I said. You know, the bravado had come back. But she said, Joe, are you sure? Go look in the mirror. There I was with my filthy, dirty face and just two clean lines down from my eyes. His voice quavers slightly. You become like a child after you get banged around a bit. Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. This is the triumph of the human spirit, the victorious weight of innumerable little kindnesses. This is Easter. Easter is up to us.
Beloved spiritual companions, in the face of utter devastation, in spite of everything, the undaunted human spirit. This is Easter. Easter in the subway and in a diner. Easter in a rehab hospital and a prosthetics lab. Easter in the ruined streets and staring back from the face in the mirror. Easter in our minds, hearts, hands. Easter in our open minds, open hearts, open hands. Rilke prophesied, all will come again into its strength. The fields undivided, the waters undammed, the trees towering and the walls built low. And in the valleys, people as strong and buried as the land, and no churches where God is imprisoned and lamented like a trapped and wounded animal. The houses welcoming all who knock and a sense of boundless offering in all relations, in you and in me. No yearning for an afterlife, no looking beyond, no belittling of death, but only longing for what belongs to us and serving and serving earth, lest we remain unused. This is Easter to life.